Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I'm out there and I'm doing this stuff and I'm going through the motions with it. And I'm like, why is this so fucking hard? I just want to have good sex. Why is good sex? Why is a good fuck so hard to find? We all think we want a certain thing. And then as we get older, we're expecting to have that same certain thing or whatever our gold standard was when really that same gold standard was only applicable for that moment in time. My goal is to find some people that I connect with sexually. I don't think that leading with the sex eliminates potentially getting to know somebody on the deeper level. This could go somewhere deeper. This Not only do I love fucking this person, but they're interesting and I want to know more. Or you instantly find out, I don't like fucking them and I just am not that drawn to them to boot. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, did you guys get a chance to check out episode 287 with Y.O. Lee? Wasn't that fun? If you have not listened to it, you got to go back and listen to it. She is... Oh my gosh, she's quite a character, really interesting, very creative, sexual. She's got her a very successful podcast too, very well done, very well produced. You can tell she's a producer. When you listen to her show, you're just like, wow. <laughs> she does a really good job at producing. And it was interesting when we did that interview, I could tell when she interviewed me and I interviewed her, I could tell the way she wanted me to interview her. I could see that she just sort of knew where the end product was going, or she had a vision in her mind about how things are going to be at the finished result, which is so interesting. And I think creative people are like that. But anyway, just really, really interesting. Go give her a listen and definitely check out her show, Sex Story, or her podcast, rather, Sex Stories with Y.O. Lee. Very interesting. You will love her. Okay, guys, big announcement. I don't know if you missed it. I hope not. You might've been under a rock, but my private podcast is finally out. And (laughs) just this last week, I mean, I started off week one with a bang or a buzz, whatever you, a buzz. (laughs) I guess I'll say a buzz. That's hilarious. Okay. I just sort of gave myself a little funny there. And if you've joined the private podcast and you've listened, you know what I'm referencing when I say a buzz. (laughs) I put up some I'm putting up some very interesting content, some private content, obviously. So it's called the private podcast, but stuff that definitely make me blush. So if it's making me blush, you can guarantee it's interesting stuff. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to keep teasing it, teasing it, teasing it. But it's all there, guys. Just go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive and you can sign up. It's month to month. I release new content every Friday. I submit a lot of bonus content in between. I'm reading, there's, uh, I've read out all the recorded, all the blog posts. So you can listen to those if you've never read those. They're real fast and easy. Plus it's kind of fun to hear me 
read it because I put my sexy voice on and put a little sizzle in there. So it's fun stuff. And I have a lot of great content coming for the private podcast and you can only get it there. It's not going to be out on the this show. So give it a listen and I hope that you'll join. Also, my freebie, I've got a freebie on there too. The sex bucket list tutorial. Again, go to the website, kirschooldiaries.com and click on courses. And it's uh, it's a freebie. If you want to get your creative juices flowing for the summer, if you want to have a really hot, steamy, sexy, fun summer, get some fun ideas down, just make your 2020 summer sex bucket list and get to scratching things off. And when you do, and if you do, I hope that you will report back to me because I love to hear about this stuff. You know, I love the details. Okay, well, let's get into today's show. I called this one a good fuck is hard to find because you know what? <laughs> It really is. And I won't lie. There must be something in the water because all of a sudden I'm getting all these voicemails from people who are sort of experiencing the same thing that I'm going through. And on a very selfish level, I'm a little bit comforted to know I am not the only one because sometimes I'm out there and I'm doing this stuff and I'm going through the motions with it. And I'm like, why is this so fucking hard? I just want to have good sex. Why is good sex? Why is a good fuck so hard to find? You know what? It's not easy. It is, the bottom line is, it's work. Sorry, I know it sounds fun and glamorous when I report on the really fun stuff and I give you all the dirty details, which you know I love to do, but it is work. And I don't wanna be, (laughs) I don't wanna make it seem like it's anything less than that. Now, it does go in waves. Sometimes it's feast or famine, all that stuff. But I'm gonna share some voicemails left from listeners that are going through the same thing and they're asking my advice on the same thing. And I just thought what they were talking about was so valid and making such good points. And I know that it's gonna resonate with the rest of the listeners that I wanted to share it. Now, I've changed their voices and taken their names out and most identifying things about them. So again, they're not in jeopardy of, uh, you know, of you of you knowing who they are, but I really appreciate them sharing this stuff with me. I've gotten back to all these people already and answered privately, but I wanted to share this and then answer publicly because I just feel like these are such good questions. Not, and I want the feedback too from the listeners. I want people, they can chime in and answer their question. I mean, I answered them, but you know, maybe you guys have some better ideas and better advice. If you do, what you can do is send it to me. Just leave me a voicemail and I can transcribe that voicemail and just make sure that they get a copy of it. So they won't be able to identify you in any way. But if you feel like you want to chime in or you got something to say, please do it. It's a free for all. You guys know where you can do that. You just go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and there's a leave me a voicemail. Click on that pink tab on the right-hand side. You got five minutes. Let's hear from you. Okay. So let's play this first one. This first message is from A. Hi, Layla. I am 50 and just starting out on my dating experiences. And I discovered your podcast and I'm in year two. I've listened so far and I'm fascinated by everything that you talk about. And I'm kind of going through almost the exact same thing or things that you have been going through. My question is, all of the men that are contacting me on these dating sites are in their 20s, some in their 30s. And I just wanted to know what you thought. I I did listen to the one episode of How Young is Too Young. And I guess I wanted to know what your opinion is now because I haven't gone through all of the episodes. But How Young is Too Young? 20 just feels wrong to me, but I don't look 50. I look much younger. And 
I take really good care of myself. And unfortunately, the 50-year-olds don't really take great care of themselves. And I'm not really attracted to men my own age. So I don't know what to do. And I'm not sure at what point is too young. At what point does it get creepy? I don't know. I don't know if I should go there in terms of the 20-year-olds. But they are incredibly attractive. And it's getting harder and harder to say no. So I just wanted to know what you thought of that. Thank you. And I do love the podcast so much. Thank you for everything that you share. Oh my gosh. See, A, I can totally relate to this. This one made me laugh because I <laughs> I can totally, I mean, I know exactly what this woman is going through. It's, it's a jungle out there. As a single woman, if you're single, and let's just take the age out of it, really. If you're single and you're taking good care of yourself, you want a partner that matches that. Even if it's a casual partner, even just, you're certainly not going to throw your standards in the toilet just so you can get a substandard penis inside you (laughs) or a substandard penis owner's penis inside you. Maybe substandard is not the right word I'm looking for. Just how about somebody that's not in your lane, a non-similar lane owning penis owner. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Anyway, it's just, it's a problem. And she wants to know how young is too young. Well, when I started this, and I've talked about this quite a bit, when I started this, I was always no, 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 no to the to the young guys. And I did. I got approached a lot. So I totally get this. I know what she's going through. You get a lot of young guys and really attractive guys. And you're just going, what? I feel like if I'm 10 years older than a guy, like that's a younger guy. Even eight years, I, I think, wow, why would he want, why is he interested in me? Even though I don't, I consider myself attractive, I still just naturally think that men are always going to want women their age or younger. And it was quite shocking when I first started all this to realize, no, that is not the case. They love older women. And I wasn't having it. In the very beginning, I just wasn't having any of it. It didn't appeal to me. Well, over time, it started to appeal to me because there were just so many of them and they're so good looking and cute and fucking rocking bodies and hard dicks and all this stuff. And you're just like, okay, I mean, we stand next to each other and we look good together. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. All right, let's do this. So I finally caved in and you guys know the the one that made me cave in was TJ. So everybody that came after him that I had sex with can really thank him if they're younger. He's really the one that uh, burst that dam. And I just remember after the first time with him, I was driving home and laughing out loud. I couldn't stop laughing. I was just giggling. I was so tickled and pleased with the whole thing. It was so much fun. It was innocent and fun and playful. And I mean, and he was good. He was really good. And I think that was, that's what really surprised me was that I just sort of had it in my head that a younger guy wouldn't know what to do or he wouldn't be any good in bed. And and so it was really kind of my first lesson for about the assumptions that I make about a lot of things. And things that I needed to sort of lighten up on and be a little more open to and liberal with. And 
I think that that's a good theme to have when you're out there dating. Because I think we all know, you know, we all think we want a certain thing. And then as we get older, we're expecting to have that same certain thing or whatever our gold standard was, when really that same gold standard was only applicable for that moment in time. Things are constantly changing, but we hold on to these old beliefs, I think, that kind of get in our way. And so to A, I would just say, I think you kind of know, A, where too young is too young. I mean, you kind of said it. You know, you said in terms of 20-year-olds, it's just, it feels creepy, right? Then that feels creepy. There you go. But pick an age that doesn't feel creepy. Maybe 35 doesn't feel creepy. Maybe 37, maybe 31. For me, it was when I started to consider all this, it was like, okay, as long as there's a three and a zero or, you know, they're in the thirties, three, zero and above, that's okay. There's one person got to be the, be the exception to that, but he was, um, he was like 29 and a half, I think, or something like that, or maybe he was 20. I don't remember, but where we started, but, um, (laughs) really I had it in my, I was like, okay, 30, that is my cutoff. And so I'm glad because I got to meet TJ and that, really opened my mind and opened me up to a lot of fun experiences that I had and have had. And and I really have come to look at things differently. And it really does just depend on what you want. And since, A, you just, you know, you're, you're out there, you want to have fun, you want to date, you want someone that that's matching your physical, what's on the outside, and probably the energy level of what you've got sexually on the inside, and your probably ferocity for sex at this point in your life, I would definitely say younger guys are A-OK. And, you know, if you're not looking for somebody to go the distance with you right now, you just want these chapters right now are about having fun and having exploring and having a good time. That's where I've been. I've been in that mode for a while and it's it is fun and enjoyable and I think it also takes the pressure off too. It really allows you to just be free and have sex as a woman the way you want to, the way you're meant to. And I just feel like it for me it really set me up for knowing if it does come to the point where I'm going to be more serious with somebody in more of a committed relationship, which isn't indicative of monogamy or not, just that it's, you know, like, hey, this is a primary partner. Again, I will be so much better at knowing what my needs are, my wants, my desires sexually, because it's just such an important element. It's overlooked. We all know that it gets overlooked, but it's a big deal if you're mismatched. It ends up causing lots of problems. So this little social experiment that I did with myself and that hopefully you're going to do, A, is going to allow you to have some similar realizations and light bulb moments and fucking hot experiences that you're going to love and it's going to shape things for you moving forward. So I say go for it. I want you to go for it. I want you to report back, please. Please keep me posted. (laughs) I want to know. I love the details. Please don't hide them from me. And just stay safe, stay smart, and have a good time. And as long as it's between two consenting adults, then everything is a-okay. But for me, I just think like maybe the anything in the 20 age, 20s is just something about it for me kind of feels creepy too. And that's just a personal thing. It's just that it's for some people, it won't. Again, you already, I trust what you said, A, that that doesn't feel right. So I would stick with that. 
And good luck. Keep me posted. And if anybody has any advice for A or they see it differently or whatever, they want to chime in, hey, you can do so too. Okay. The next one. Oh my gosh. This guy is interesting. I really enjoyed his message and it's the juxtaposition a bit, right? Because we're always looking at like, oh, women are complaining about not being able to find a guy and or they want to settle down and da-da-da-da-da. Well, now we've got a guy who's got high standards for how about someone's energy level, physical appearance, what they want, and how he wants to approach things. But he's ready to find that one. I mean, he wants that one woman. He doesn't need polyamory. He doesn't need to knock things off his bucket list. He just wants, he wants a 10 he, he, and he knows it. And uh, he's going to tell you all about it. So this is D. Nice to meet you. And I'm 43 years old and looking to manifest the highest level relationship with the most beautiful woman and we fulfill each other's needs. I don't really have a need to be polyamorous. I don't really have a need to explore all that much because everything I've found in my life, I've been fully satisfied by a woman before in a monogamous container and it felt great and that's all I needed. We just had a horrible (laughs) mental connection. Like I was in a 12 year relationship from age 25 to 37. Again, I'm 43 now. So during that period, I was just having mind-blowing sex. Like we were both completely addicted to each other sexually, like a drug. And then the mental aspect was chaotic, catastrophic, psychodrama would be a good word, and hellish. So we had this heavenly thing and then this hellish thing, and it was just bounce and bounce back and forth. And it was crazy, but we both couldn't kick the habit of fucking each other's brains out and it was super hot and just from a physically physical standpoint like i would consider her in my eyes she was an eight on a bad day and a 10 on a good day and basically she said i was in that same range like because i'm just trying to give you some perspective on like who i am um physically i'm for someone my age in their early 40s i'm ripped i'm shredded i train hardcore yoga like actively working with very advanced people on Zoom, learning more about handstands and arm balancing. And it's just something I love. And I bodyboard huge waves and I still play tennis at a high level with my college level kids and compete with them. So I'm one of those guys, like kind of a wizard and trying to stay fit, trying to be 120 years old. My diet's impeccable. Like it's high level stuff, you know? So sometimes I just look in the mirror and I wonder like, where is she? Like, where's my partner? And I understand that I'm in kind of, I'm in kind of rare territory, just being who I am. And I'm a big risk taker. I like to try everything. I love psychedelics. So I explore with all that. I'm building an off-grid property. It just, I can just list off things where it's like, I want a fucking unicorn who can match my intensity, who can match my level of ability to manifest who can match me sexually and just feels turned on by me in the same way. And I, it's difficult because my standards are super high, especially after that last relationship and just feeling the fulfillment of sexuality at that high level and then feeling the fulfillment of, right, like just being me and doing everything that I do and what it takes to inspire me, like the work ethic, the fitness, the discipline, the dedication. Like I need someone who who appreciates that about me and isn't like thrown off by it. And also someone who has that within themselves. So it inspires me like the inspiration has to be mutual. Right. So that's that. Now, 
quickly, I have been shy my whole life. Like ever since high school, college, I always thought it was weird that my friends were pursuing girls. And I don't know why that is. I could go back to my mom and her religious bullshit and all that. I don't really care. All that I care about is learning what to do now at this stage of my life. I'm 43 and I know what I want. I, I don't need polyamory. I don't need to fuck a bunch of girls. I've already done that. I've been there. I want to find a solid partner. And I feel like the communication part for me is just weird. Like I must be from another planet, but it's like the whole seduction process to me is overwhelming. Like where do you even start? Because for me, it's just like, let's just go straight to fucking and see if we're compatible. Like let's have a 10 hour conversation and see if we're compatible. And I just feel like that girl's going to show up because she's definitely out there. If I'm out here, she's definitely out here. And one day we're just going to cross paths, but it's like, okay, clock's ticking. I'm 43. How does this happen? And I just want to talk this out with as many people as possible and find someone who really gets me. Dr. Taro is really cool. You're really cool. And I'm sure you know people. So that's me. Wow. Okay. D. Woo. You know what you want, which is excellent. You're taking care of yourself. You, like you said, you're ripped. And maybe if I was in California, I'd look you up. <laughs> but you know what? I'll tell you one thing. One thing that kind of made me go, ooh, is when you said you want a unicorn. And I think I know what you meant by it, but I'd like to interject a couple things. I want to circle back to what I was saying about initially I had all these do's and don'ts and I thought I knew what my deal breakers were and what and who and how these people would show up sexually and be packaged and all that, right? I mean, I just had these ideas in my head and I kept saying, no, 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 no. And while I was saying, no, 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 what, and if I would have continued to say, no, 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 to like certain things like age limits and things like that, guys that were younger, I would have missed out on a lot of really fun, great experiences that helped me find and get to people that were amazing relationships and that I had long-term really deeply connected relationships with hot sex, all that stuff that you're looking for. And I want to say to you that sometimes you got to get out of your own way. This is work, but I would love it if you kind of really knew what could I be a little more flexible on. And I'm not assuming that you can't. I'm just saying I can tell how intense you are and how high your standards are. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you also have to know that it's going to be harder to find someone that fits exactly that mold. And you also have a real finite description in your head based on a previous relationship. And that might be hindering you a little bit. So I think we all sort of do this. We have this yardstick that we want to measure our next relationships by. And that's how we know like how close it is to being fantastic or not. It's either they measure up to that person or they don't. And we have we have a standard. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I just want I just want to say be careful about that because it can work against you. And if you're not open to certain things, like let's say the looks. You said she on a bad day was an 8 and on a good day was a 10. Well, I feel I'll tell you I think pretty highly of myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I don't mind saying that because I think that's, I think everybody should think highly of themselves. And if you don't, then you, that just indicates that there's some things you got to, you know, you'd want to work on, or maybe you're being too hard on yourself or whatever. It's just sort of like an indicator of something to take a look at and maybe figure out a little bit about why you don't, why you can't say, yeah, I'm attractive. Yeah, I'm this. I'm the bomb. I deserve X, Y, Z. It doesn't, you're not saying that in a vain way. It's just that you, you're working hard, taking care of yourself and doing all the right things and you're looking for certain things. There's nothing wrong with stating that. Now, you have to be careful about that also though, pushing the right people out. It can be counterproductive because when I heard you say, initially when I listened to your message, I was like, hmm, what would I do? Like if this guy was approaching me, I would probably be a bit turned off. And in the sense that I would be thinking like, it sounds like, this guy's so laser focused and specific on who and how and what and when and where and everything this person has to be. And I don't know, it seems like there's so many options for me not to hit those fine points that he's talking about. And do I want to even take a shot because this guy sounds really picky? <laughs> and that's not saying picky's a bad thing. What I want you to be aware of is how this comes across to women. And if I were to have read your profile, let's say, stumble on it, if you had a profile, dating profile, I would be like, pass. I wouldn't be open to it because I would feel like, ugh, this guy wants a Sports Illustrated supermodel. And I think look pretty damn good and all that. And I certainly don't lack confidence, but to me, it almost sounds like when you, and again, you use the word unicorn, it's a little daunting. I think you might be kind of making it harder for women to get in. The other thing I want to point out is that you have to just be real clear on like where you could be flexible and where you could not. There's got to be some areas where you're open to being, I don't want to say wrong about some of these things, but kind of how about open to seeing it in a different light, open to new opinions. When I started doing all this, my thought was, I'm not going to lead with too much expectation. What I, my goal is to find some people that I connect with sexually. And I know, Dee, that you said connecting sexually is important. So I led with that without an expectation of anything else. But because I led with that, I was able to very quickly tap into that chemistry part, which you are so wanting. And from that, if it was right, deeper relationships formed. And the ones where a deeper relationship wasn't meant to form, it just didn't. But there was really no intention of that. It just became the natural thing. So I totally get it. Like, I think you can lead with the sexual side of it. For some people, that may be very off-putting, but I think you can lead if you're like, hey, sex is really important to me, so I want to lead with that. Let's explore that first and let things develop from that. We're going to, you know, as opposed to the traditional way where it's like, let's date, let's court, let's blah, 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 talk about values. I don't I shouldn't say blah, 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 because there's nothing wrong with leading the other way too. But what I found is I don't think that leading with the sex eliminates potentially getting to know somebody on the deeper level. And it actually can kind of expedite that because when you are open to talking about your sexual wants, needs, and desires from out of the gate, you're instantly building this great 
communication skill and it feels good. I definitely can say that I noticed that. It's very empowering for me when I can sit and talk to somebody confidently about what I want and we can have this amazing conversation and they're on the exact same level. And it's sexy and it builds that connection. It also builds the desire and the want and the burning and all that good stuff and the anticipation. And then you start, you kind of put the sex first and the friendship comes and the deeper connection comes. I've done it both ways. I have to say, I probably prefer the way I'm doing it now. And again, I'm not leading with, I am looking for the one. But what I have realized is that stuff, when you're open and you have good communication, you're automatically clued in very quickly on, you know what, this could go somewhere deeper. This Not only do I love fucking this person, but they're interesting and I want to know more. Or you instantly find out, I don't like fucking them and I just am not that drawn to them to boot. So it helps you, (laughs) it helps you sift and sort faster. And D, you know, you could do this very quickly. You can go through this process and do that. So I don't think that's off-putting, but I would hate to see you miss out on somebody that you could connect with, like have a super sexual connection, like blow your fucking mind because initially maybe they weren't an eight on a bad day. They're a seven on a bad day and a nine and a half or a nine on a good day. Be maybe a little more open on that. That would just be my advice to you. I don't think there's anything wrong with having high standards. And I love the fact that you're taking good care of yourself and doing all this good stuff. And so I think you're on the right path. It's just going to take work. You have to get out there. And and I know I said this to you when I responded to you personally, Diaz, kiss a lot of frogs. Unfortunately, it's just the nature of the beast. It really is. So good that you know what you want. You're clear on a lot. Be a little open. Don't be so rigid. And I think it'll happen. Just, uh, and keep me posted. I really want to know. I hope you'll stay in touch. I know we're kind of, you've left a couple of voicemails. We'll go back and forth. I really love this interaction and I'm pulling for you. And I hope that you find her. And it's it's fun to hear a guy saying, fuck this shit. I want the one. Where is she? <laughs> you know, that's usually the women. And so- Thank you for that lovely, me being able to highlight that with that lovely juxtaposition over A's voicemail who's like, hey, I'm just doing my thing here. I want to have fun. I want to play and it doesn't need to go anywhere. Okay. Now this last voicemail is very interesting and somewhat is again, fun. Another person I'm just enjoying getting to know. I really love, when I say I love your voicemails, I love your voicemails. I really love getting to know you guys and what you're going through. And we share so much when we're, when we're talking about sex that there's a lot more that we all have in common when it comes to the struggles of sex or relationships than not. And so it's fun for me because after years of doing this, you know, sometimes I feel like, am I alone in this? Like, am I the only fucking person struggling with this? Like, somebody please tell me I'm not crazy. So while it was a little disappointing to hear R, this next caller, R, I'm so glad. (laughs) He made me feel like I'm not crazy. And Goldie made me feel like I'm not crazy. And what I'd mentioned to, this is the second voicemail that I'm going to play from R. And he left me one. And I shared with him that Goldie and I, we're having a conversation. It's very funny. I'm like, damn, I wish I had, we should be recording this. This is hilarious. I was losing my shit. Goldie was just expressing his massive, massive frustration about what dicks guys are, what flakes they are, like how hard it is like <laughs> to deal with these guys on these apps. 
We've all seen the headlines in the news of how someone lost their life in an act of cold-blooded murder. And while it's sad and grabs your attention, most people go on with their day without giving it another thought. But have you ever stopped to think about the life of the person at the center of the news story? They were more than just a headline or a statistic. They were someone's loved one or friend. I'm Mike Morford, and my podcast, The Murder of My Family, dives into some of those stories to help listeners get to know the person who was lost and how their death affected those closest to them. Listen to The Murder of My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. There are well over 100 episodes to binge on now. And then even it was to top it off, almost got like, he was like getting into a texting disagreement with this one guy. And the guy's like, he'd showed the prospective guy to be our third, some pictures of me and my body. And the guy's like, oh, that's not her. No way. That's not her. Didn't believe that was actually me. And, and he's like, oh, prove it, prove it. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck? Where is this guy coming from? Now I'm having an argument with him. I started laughing. I said, welcome to my world. I mean, I get this kind of shit all the time. Guys jump in my inbox like, that's a fake profile. That's not really you. That's, you know, prove it, prove it. You know, it's like, I don't really, literally, come on. So it did make me, it's it's validation. And R jumped on that and sent a follow-up voicemail. And here's his voicemail. Let's play it. Hey, Layla. I just wanted to thank you so much for returning my message the other day. It was really great to hear from you. I really appreciate it. I probably owe you a bit of an apology for being forward and giving you my cell phone number when I left my original message, but I wasn't sure how you got back to people. But communicating on this forum is perfectly fine, and I I would like to take you up on your offer to continue to do so through this medium. I really wish that you could have seen the look on my wife's face when we listened to your message the other night when you were talking about Goldie just kind of throwing his hands up to say, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Because I did the exact same thing. I screened, when we had our account, I screened every email, and I replied to everybody, whether it was somebody we were interested in or not. And surprisingly, uh, every single one of the black guys that contacted her, she had a lot of them. I would reply back and tell them, you know, hey, she, you know, she's not interested in BBC right now, but uh, she has enjoyed that in the past. And, and if things change, I'm going to keep your name and, and your profile so we can get back with you. And every single one of those guys got back to me, and, and they all pretty much said the same thing, like, hey, thank you very much for at least responding. But to elaborate on that people being in open relationships and don't know it, every single, single male that contacted us, and we reached out to no one, Every single one of them, and I mean betting a thousand, were married. And it was just unbelievable. There was one of the guys, we did meet his wife. They kind of had a polyamorous thing going. Uh, She had another man she was involved with. And when she was with him, he would come down to our house and play. Or uh, sometimes my wife would go to his house and and play while she was out. But we really had a lot of, uh, of serious debates about, hey, we're having fun. But if somebody's spouse finds out that they're cheating on them and with a couple, you know, do we really want to be on the on the misguided end of somebody's jealous rage? It was a real it was a real point of contention and to not put ourselves in that in that situation. And the weird thing is is that, you know, we reached out to a lot of couples and we met no couples whatsoever. Either they had such strict guidelines of you got to be this, or you got to have long hair, or you can't be bald, or no tattoos, and, you know, that immediately eliminates me. But even people that we had banter with and, and kind of hot conversations, when it came time to putting rubber to the road, nobody would show up. They would either ghost you or, you know, oh, we're moving this weekend, and 
it was always some excuse, but it, it was really strange. But but the hundred percent married men reaching out is was really an eye opener and changed my view of of marriages completely. So you know, I listened to the I listened to the podcast the other day about you and Goldie doing your faux uh, male female male with the toys, and I have to tell you, when you finally Get your male, female, male, and I've done it on numerous occasions where I'm working on my wife's clit while she's reverse cowgirl riding another guy. It is going to blow your mind. <laughs> you will not believe it. It's really a great experience all the way around, but yeah, if it was like that with a toy, just imagine with, uh, with being another person. So, anyway... Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you uh, again. Uh, I'm looking forward to your uh, upcoming podcast and, and communicating with you some more. So thank you for your time. Really great to, to make your acquaintance. Have a great evening. Bye. Okay, R, that was, oh my gosh. Well, a little discouraging, but also kind of good to know that I'm not crazy, right? That I haven't had it as bad as you, apparently. You said every single man that has approached you and your wife as a third has been married. Oh my God. See, again, this is, guys, this is what I'm up against. A good fuck is hard to find. A good single fuck. How about that? A good non-dishonest profile that will fuck you is hard to find. Ah, jeez. I mean, that's, I don't have, okay, R, when I get back to you, like personally on this voicemail, I'm going to tell you some of my ways of getting around, like how you sniff out very quickly whether these guys are married. I've got it down to a science now. Thank you. Because I've gone to the school of hard knocks on it. And so I will say that not every guy that approaches me is married. However, it's a fertile breeding ground for married cheaters. It just is. It's unfortunate. And I have my personal opinion on that. I think it's awful. I mean, that you're a con man. I mean, really, that's all you're doing is you're pulling a con and it's disgusting, really. Just be honest because there's people that don't care. Like kind can find like kind. You know, there's that statement, water seeks its own level. Let the people that want to do this stuff, perpetrate this stuff on their spouses, let them link up. You know what I mean? Why do they have to go pick off the prime, the cream of the crop? Go find some other person that's exactly the same as you. You'll probably have hotter sex, really, because you're both excited about the fact that you're pulling off this big whopper of a lie and you'll enjoy it more with each other. I'm sure of it. Okay, but there isn't, so are, for me, every single Guy is not married, but yes, it is quite prevalent. And I can, I'm starting to think it's more also as I delve into the looking for a third, there's more guys that are married in that scenario. Again, because I think it just lends itself to it's a safer route, right? Okay, I'm just going to go join this couple. I'm going to be their third. It's definitely a one off, most likely. It's a blow and go. I'll never have to see these people again. I get my, I get to stick my dick in something, ejaculate or whatever into a condom on her stomach, however. And boom, off I go, having a good day. And my spouse is none the wiser. And I get to continue to masquerade around in my fraud of a marriage. <laughs> Can you tell how I really feel about this? So I think that I'm finding you might be right, R. I think what we're doing is so as a when I'm just got my single profile up there, I don't butt up against it as much. But it is 
becoming more obvious as I'm now trying to find a third. But trust me, I am very determined. So I will get my way and this, and I will make sure that this person, the third, is not married. I'm like the third police. <laughs> I'm very good at screening. But I'm excited as well that you have done this and that you've shared with me how much fun it is, or it was for your wife to have her clit licked with a real dick inside of her, not a dildo. It felt very good with the dildo, trust me. That was hot and exciting. I mean, you know, we were in the moment role-playing, nasty. I mean, oh, I loved it. I loved every second of it. I can only imagine what the real thing is like. So because of that, because of that sheer fact, I am going to keep plowing through. I am going to make it happen. I don't care if I have to sniff every freaking guy on these on these sites that come my way up one side and down the other. I will make it happen, R. Trust me, I'm going to have that same experience that your wife had. I'm excited about it and I'm just, I'm going to do it. But again, confirming this stuff is work. It takes the effort you got to put it in. And sometimes you're going to be like, oh my God, I want to just pop myself in the head. Take Somebody just hit me in the hammer, hit me with it, or hit me in the head with a hammer, get it over with. <laughs> It'll be faster and less painless. But I stick with it because as you can see, after six years, it's worth it. Like it really, really is. The good stuff outweighs the bad. And so I am going to keep after it. Well, all right, everybody. Thank you so much to everybody that sends me voicemails. I love them. I know I haven't like, I think the last time I actually inserted a voicemail into a call, it's been years. And I probably, this is probably like, I've only probably ever used five voicemails ever and three of them are on this show. But there was just this consistent theme running and I was like, oh, I could read the voicemails, but it wouldn't have been the same. I wanted you to hear from hear the people without being able to identify them. So I everybody, like I said, everyone's name's been taken out, where they live, all that stuff, all the stuff that they tell me and their voices are changed, but it's fun to share. So thank you guys so much for all the voicemails I get. I love it, love it, love it. And remember guys, if you have not signed up for the private podcast, there's some extra juicy stuff. I don't even want to say, there's something that's on there that I'm going to have to take down on the 5th, July 5th. It's bonus content. It's probably the only time I will ever do it. And I'm being strategic about it. I'll tell you that. I've done it in the very beginning when I first launched, because when you first launch something, it takes a while to build it up. So there's less people that are going to hear it. I know this. I'm banking on it. It's already the case. And I feel like if there's maybe only a hundred people on this planet that hear that voicemail, or not voicemail rather, but my this little thing. I put on there, they hear me doing something, then that's, I'm okay with that. I could live with that, but it is going to come down. So it's really like a bonus for people who join quickly and it's there for you to listen to for a limited time. But the rest of the content is going to be there for, I'll just keep it just like the podcast. I'll just keep adding to it and adding to it. And um, you can, then I'll have a pretty soon, we'll have a big, huge library of episodes and bonus content and all that good stuff. But I think you'll enjoy it. It's just, they're quick little things to listen to, supplements, additional things, facts, things I've never talked about, lots of interesting outtakes from my personal journal. People don't realize this. I also, aside from the podcast, I kept a personal journal, audio journal. I haven't actually sat down and gone through these until now when I was like, okay, I'm going to, now I'm going to launch this. I'm finally going to get my shit together and do it. And as I started listening to this stuff, what I initially did was I went back to this because I wanted to hear like, 
let me refresh my recollection. Like, what was I really thinking? Where was my mindset at? What was I saying? And how was I reacting to the stuff that was going on? Because I know the big things that I've kept to myself, right? That I've never talked about. And I know the overall feeling is, oh, that pissed me off. Or, oh, that was a big surprise. Or, oh, this was really super hot. Or whatever it was, right? I know I, I you remember the feeling, right? But all the details, like, what was I saying? And exactly at the time. Well, I have all that. And it's that stuff is included in the private podcast too. So it's very interesting. All right, guys. Well, I hope you're going to have a great week. We got more fun stuff coming this weekend and on Tuesdays. So let's have a really fun summer. Don't forget the sex bucket list tutorial is free. Go ahead and take it. I want to hear all about your hot, fun, sexy summers. Okay. That's it, guys. Love you. Everybody stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.